Welcome back to another episode of Running Things Considered. We took a week off last time, but to make it up for you, we're going to make a big old grand podcast never done before. We are filming the first podcast ever in space. That's right, you heard us. We got some rockets. We don't really exactly know what we're doing, but we strapped ourselves to some rockets and we launched ourselves into orbit. So right now, we're looking down at Earth, recording this podcast, and it's never been done before. That's right. Elon Musk has sent us up here in kind of a, uh, a testing phase for SpaceX, and uh, we're just going to see how, basically how the sound quality is. We're here at the... Uh, the National Space Station. Um, we're actually sponsored the by International, International Space Station. Na- no, no, no. We're not there. We're at the National. <laughs> oh, one. true. You're right. That, yes. That's over over yonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. International. I can see the International one, but we're at the National one. And uh, yeah, Space Force is a real thing, I guess. Donald Trump also gave us $200 million to film this in in uh, in space. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting they chose our I podcast. I sent it right back, yeah. But yeah, we, we didn't want that money. We don't yeah. need that. We make enough money on this podcast. Yeah. We don't really need his handout. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so just, just to let y'all guys know, if anything weird happens, if I stop breathing, it's yeah. because... He doesn't have a helmet on. He's got to have a helmet on. Yeah. So uh, on that note, let's house. roll this There's intro. There's some whores in this house. 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 Welcome back. This is episode 27. So we're getting up there. Um, yeah, like Avery said, we did not have a pod last week. Uh, we just kind of needed some time for some creative expression and growth. Um, I'm also still trying to find a job, so I was having a lot of job interviews last week, and uh, things just didn't really line up. Um, but this week, I'm hopefully in third-round interviews with uh, with a really great running running company. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but Avery has been racing a little bit, just been racing a couple times here in the past couple weeks. That's right. Um, and then he's getting some pacing done That's right. this weekend at Life University for this home meet, um, pacing the 800 and the 1,000. Nope, the, nope, the 1,500, sorry. Mile. Mile. Got him, an idiot. I'm pacing through the 1,000. <laughs> But so yeah, this is this season for me has been the longest and weirdest and somehow the most difficult, even though I haven't been racing of my entire life. I think that's probably why it's been the hardest and the most difficult. I know because you haven't been able to really focus and focus your energy and, towards and, one goal. And the workouts we're doing are basically races, so yeah. like the mental effort has been there. But yeah. there's just I've just had I've had nothing in my hands, and yeah. I think and I think maybe if we started racing a month ago when I was or sorry more like two or three months ago. I probably would have been a lot more in it, but like mentally, I've I've hit a wall I've never hit before. You know, I think this is it, it, I think I'm going into my six months of not just like running, but of like workouts. Yeah, and I've never done that before. Yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. So. And Avery is working so hard that he's currently sitting here with no shirt on, even though he came into my house with a shirt on. So that's right. That's how hard <laughs> he's been working once to show his muscles off. Um, Are you impressed? Yeah, I am. And <laughs> I've kind of been getting back to running. I've just been doing some easy stuff. I actually wanted to do a workout tomorrow, but I don't know. I biked today for some reason. My leg's been kind of hurting. But uh, anyways, that doesn't matter because nothing matters in this world. And uh, what I was going to say, I don't know why I talked about that, but is we planned <laughs> on doing some like different stuff over the next couple weeks. Um, we haven't really... 
ironed anything out completely, but we've been talking about just like a different way to go about the podcast just maybe once or twice a month that, you know, switches it up a little bit, makes it fun for both the listeners and us to right. do. Because um, we, we, we started having guests on a few episodes, and you guys obviously have loved that. Um, and, but obviously it's difficult to have guests on, good quality guests every single week. Although, I mean, I'm sure we could, but we're in it for the long run. So yeah. I, I, I think adding a little no more content. Intended. And it's still going to be the same podcast that you know and love, but you know maybe we're going to add... Throw a few spins. We're on not going to take anything out. We'll just be adding things on. Exactly. So it's still going to be questions and still going to be you guys calling in and doing all these things. We're just going to add a couple things on, oh, shoot. Um, just to kind of learn about some stuff. You know, we've been like, you know, cause we run pretty often, and we've been like talking about stories to tell. And I think I think there's this, this one that I think really hit us both. Where it hurt right in the ego. We were both. Oh God! <laughs> you know, it's yeah. You can talk about some yeah. Something I, similar I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. You know, you know that run. Yes. That run we don't talk about much. This was <laughs> while we just passed the track attack, right? Yeah. The kid. Okay. Yeah, Avery and I, what was this, two weeks ago maybe? Yes. We're running, uh, coming back to run to our house. We literally never run this way back home. I don't know why we decided to go this way. We just wanted to add on a little bit. We were probably like, what, three, four miles in and we're just running home. And uh, I think I had a Georgia Tech track and field hat on or maybe you did or we both did. I, I can't. Yeah, one you of You definitely did. did. Um, but, uh, yeah, like this kid was walking towards us and we were running towards him and he stops us and says, Hey, are you guys on the club team? <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, no, we're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that was the most defeating feeling for, I've ever had in my for, life. For, for those of you guys that, that are like, like, what are you guys talking about? What's the big deal? So Running has kind of been our identity our whole lives. It's the one <laughs> yes. thing we're good at. Yes. It's the one thing we're good at. And so we imagine that like, yeah. if you see a seven-foot yeah. huge guy, you're you like, he's he in the basketball. NBA. Yeah. He's, you're not going to say, do you, do you play rec basketball? Yeah. That's how we see ourselves. Yeah, and I so, feel like my form is perfect. I feel like you should understand that I am good at this while I'm out there <laughs> doing it. And I just pretty much assessed my entire right. life's work at that moment. And, um, and if that guy's listening to this podcast, you really destroyed uh, <laughs> not only my identity, but my ego. Uh, we're not in the club team. We're not. We're not. It's not a bad thing to be on the club team. No, we're Definitely not. We're not be we're on not the club that, team. But Actually, I think Georgia Tech had a pretty good club runner we talked about after we that. We did. Um, but yeah, either way, I think I stopped pretty quickly after that and just. The, but the, the, but you know what happened right after that? About a mile after, what? we were going through the stop sign. Oh, I almost got hit. We almost got hit by well, a car. Yeah, that was the closest we've ever gotten to get hit by a car. So yeah, maybe that was a wake up call that we needed. Maybe it's don't think that we look so good and also That's right. watch out for your surroundings. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of other stories, but because I can't think of anything because my brain is freaking fried. Um, sploosh. Sploosh. Do you know what sploosh is from? No. Do you really not? No. My, my, my buddy J-Rod said it a few times. And I thought it was so funny, so well, I kept saying it. Sploosh, from what I'm thinking of, is from the movie Holes. And because they eat sploosh to stay alive. Zero oh, that's and not, that's a, that's Stanley That's a different Yelnet. context. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, I wrote my AP lit, lit paper, <laughs> literature paper on holes because I literally <laughs> not read any other books in my entire life. Um, that's, that's pretty sick. I yeah. think I did. I think I did probably mine on like a comic book or something. 
but because I also book? yeah I, I I actually I remember I did it I think it was on uh, the Watchmen comic book because I'm okay. not much of a words guy and I like pictures yeah. so if if you recommend me a book it better have pictures in I it. have some baby books upstairs I never sent that's to my right down Grant. my alley right there I'll get <laughs> first thing it says is never feed King Zane Chow Mein <laughs> only feed him chicken wings that. and boneless things that's this book was written about me <laughs> it's insane I, I can't even explain it on this podcast either way. Uh, Let's get into these questions. We have a couple saved up, so if you don't, of course, hear your question. We can do it next week. Um, and I wrote down, so here's how good of a podcast host I am. And I was waiting for Avery, who was making dinner. I said to myself, I'm just going to write out the whole podcast. So when we get here, we can just start and we can do it. And I wrote, Sploosh. plug the number. So nice. Plug the number. I wrote it on here twice. Let's plug do it. Number. So you guys understand the way this podcast goes hopefully for new listeners this is how the way the podcast goes so we, we have a number that you guys call in with your questions you can text this number anything running related not running related we are both dating experts as i've mentioned correct we're experts in many things politics nutrition i am actually an expert in politics physiotherapy all sorts of stuff yeah Fuck, i meant to ask you to bring the freaking therapist anyways <laughs> anyways, <sorry>. anyways so <laughs> and this number you've been waiting to, to do is uh the number is 646-780-9218. I'm going to repeat that. Repeat it. 646-780-9218 with your questions. All that. We love it. I was doing um, sign language the whole time just if you didn't know and you wanted to see the <laughs> sign language. Um, actually, before we get into that, that's funny. I actually don't know sign language. Really? But I lived with two people, actually three people that were deaf at one time. And in high just school... Like, like they were lifelong deaf. Wade, do you know Wade? Wade, the guy in Ansley, he's deaf. His son is deaf. His other son is deaf, and his wife, before she passed, was hard of hearing. Wow. Yeah, and so his his son, who was my age, a year older than me, always used to be like, "We don't, we can't sneak out. We're gonna like we're gonna get in trouble." I was like, "Dude, I could scream <laughs> at my top of my lungs, and not a single person would wake up in this whole house." You can just do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. That's yeah. funny. Um. It's fun fact. All right, let's get into these questions. The first one is from Syracuse, New York, home of the 2014 NCAA cross-country champion, Syracuse Orange. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's boy Ryan from Syracuse, New York. Back to another question. And uh, it has come to my attention that the three-legged mile world record is 6.52. That seems like something you guys could destroy if you really wanted to. Uh, how fast do you think you could do it? And uh, hope to see you guys attempt it. All right. So the reason we picked this question is because, let's be honest, Zane, let's we just des- we destroy it. We would destroy we it. Destroy and we've already that had record. two world records. Well, really one. I'll say one. Yeah, Jeremy was... He a, doesn't count. He doesn't count. Push him to the side. He also got literally lit up by me when I did it. But um, Yeah, he also took all of the attention. I know. It <laughs> All of the really pissed me off. Um, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty ridiculous. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. Uh, just get the short end of the stick every time. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk about the handcuff world record briefly. It was like six forty-seven. We got it down to four thirty-six. Guinness Book of World Records. I contacted them to come out. It was mid coronavirus. They wouldn't come out. Maybe we can get them to come out for this. That would be. That'd be lit. Yeah. That'd be lit. Literature. Literature. That'd AP be literature. literature. Yes. Then I passed that. You did? Did you pass that? I Come did. on, Zane. Let's go. I did pass that. Okay, good. Nick Stevens, my high school coach, his dad, Scott Stevens, was my teacher. He also came 
to the state championship the day that I took the test and I won. Come on, don't start with me. I asked you if you if you passed the test. Oh, I passed it. I got a four. You got a four? Yeah. Nice. Out of twenty. That's <laughs> out of five kids. Um, yeah. So I think this. So we've actually talked about the three-legged world record before because it would maybe be a little challenging based on heights. Our height. height our height. That's why. I, that's why I think I'd be in, in the outside. You'd be in the inside. I agree with that. So I could swing around the curve. Might be an advantage. I got a big stride though. You do have a very big stride, but I can open my legs up. I can. Or I can. Up. I can squeeze them down. It doesn't matter. I mean, this is this is this is not going to be a beautiful record. It's not going to be aesthetic. I was going to say I don't it's think we be should like go all. Out. I mean, do you think we should go all out in the race? We would not make it. No, it would be very. We're going to be. A, we're going to hate each other after. I know that's what I was saying. For thinking. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. If like somebody tried to kick, I mean, I'm not in 404 shape like you are right now, so um, it would be a little <laughs> bit of a challenge maybe for me at this point. But the, the record is it's the bar is really low. The bar is quite low, but I'm saying <laughs> we destroyed the record last time. We can't just run 651. No, you know, no. I we we gotta aim for low five. So I want to say, oh, okay. I wrote down what I think we could run. But I would like to bring up again that Avery told me I couldn't run faster than what five eighteen I think for the uh, handcuff forward record. I did and say I that. Ran four thirty six relatively. Actually, there's no record of me saying that. Relatively, <laughs> relatively easily. I think if I was in very good shape and there was multiple people racing, I think I could run four twenty two for the handcuff mile, which would be crazy. But might may or may not hold you to that. That's fine. I would love to do it with other people. I think it would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Yeah, I really think that'd be fun. Um, but yeah, I wrote we could run four fifty seven. I don't know why that that number popped you, up to me. Or faster. Four fifty seven or faster. You know, you know, it'd be funny. Hmm. This is unrelated, but I, I I think if we uh if if we went to like a like a fun run mile or something with like a bunch of people <laughs> that would be and funny. then went there with the double leg race and just smoked everybody that would actually with be super two people funny. if it was like a downhill mile we ran like three fifty nine I know <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, so man. I actually before all this COVID stuff happened I actually got permits for a downhill mile in Atlanta I ran that I ran the course you have run the course I also found another one last week on my drive and let me read you my notes. About it, if I can find them. Oh, you wrote notes? I wrote notes about it because I was like, I want to know where this is. I don't I don't want it to get lost. It just says, United Way to Walker Street is one mile. Perfect first 600 or so, then downhill. Wow. <laughs> Good notes. So, I have a couple races that we could potentially do this in. I would actually just try and They're all rather downhill. break for yeah, <laughs> I would just consider that a mile PR. Um, but dude, uh, the, I, on, a, on a tangent about downhill mile PRs, dude, I, I, like on TikTok, I get I get tagged in so many people uh, yeah. who throw in the alpha flies, find like going like, like in North Carolina, going yeah. down a mile and run like three forty. Yeah, and I look up their PRs, and they're not like bad. It's like four twenty or something, but like. Come on, yeah. Don't tag me in that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> don't tag me in that stuff. Tag <laughs> me in that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think we could. I think we could run. So Avery talked about potentially doing it. So behind our house, they built this thing called the Beltline. Um, it's basically well, what the idea is is in the next ten years, it'll be like a thirty-mile, uh, basically glorified sidewalk around the city, um, and then that will eventually connect to the path, which will go to what's called the Silver Comet, which connects all the way to Anniston, Alabama. So. 
Um, there are you're some... connecting to the comet. Yeah, that's what they're doing that. with that one. I never knew that. Yeah. Um, so right now, I've actually biked it today. It we don't ever have to hit the street for like almost ten miles, which is crazy. I mean, like if you go out and back, yeah, yeah. Um, which is pretty nuts. But there are a couple stretches that are pretty pretty far and pretty straight. So we could potentially just do it on a straight path. I don't know if that would count, or we could do right. it on a track. Right, that, that's what I was thinking. You know, I, yeah. I, I want this to be USATF certified, Guinness yes. World Record certified. And if we have to do it on a track, we'll do it on a track. Put me in the outside lane. <laughs> How would we tie our, What would we tie with? Or what would Three-legged. we use? Something ergonomic. I don't know. <laughs> like a knee brace? Like a big Ooh. knee brace? That that'd be I, I want as be... much movement as possible. I'm sure there's online. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google this right now. Three legged race regulations. You, I'm sure you there's want something. you want. See, here's the here's where it's gonna get iffy, is if people are gonna count it. If we can have a ton of leg movement, if we can just kind of sync up our stride, it would be ridiculous and annoying. But um, oh, we it has to be conjoined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I probably like tight. Okay, three legged race regulations. Wow, autofill. Let's go. Have each player stand next to his partner and put his arm around his partner's waist. Holy, what the heck's going on? The partner's inside leg, the right leg of the partner on the left, and the left leg of the partner on the right should be touching. Tie the partner's inside legs together so each pair of children has three legs around the shot. Um, yeah, we are children. It doesn't say what we need to use, so but... So we'd be hugging each other this whole time. No. I, I think... feel like that'd be... That... Do you think we would have to put our hands, dude? That would be insane. Okay. I almost went. Uh, uh, that would be that would be a little because because and also the reason why you know, we're I talking didn't even about think this so about much that. is because we're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, we are gonna do it. We're we, gonna do it. Yeah. I I end my season this weekend. Yeah, and then I got plenty time to goof off. Plenty yeah. time to smash world records. Yeah, we are gonna do this. We are going to attempt this. And I didn't even think about it before. We just literally just googled this. Is like your left arm and my right arm. It's going to be so annoying. Oh, I know. Should we handcuff each other's hands? I don't know. Because that actually would maybe make it easier. It would, but we're going to we're gonna wreck our... We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll also, out. I, I don't know if people remember this, but um, last time I did Can the we? handcuff world record, Ricky Romero tied the freaking handcuff so tight on my hand that I couldn't feel my freaking left hand for three <laughs> days. <laughs> You should, you should have gone on to familyeducation.com forward slash fun forward slash racing games to get those regulations. That was your issue. That right was there. my issue. <laughs> well, if you guys have an idea of what you think would be the best way of going about getting a hand, I mean, sorry, not a handcuff, getting a three-legged record together, what we should use around our legs, we could make it fun, we could make it stupid, you guys could make something for us, and also what should we do with our hands like Ricky Bobby? What should we do with our hands? I don't know what to do with our hands. That would be Avery's left arm and hand and my right arm yeah. and hand. Given that Avery is 6'3", and I am 5'9", maybe. It's um, going to be funny looking. Yeah. That's probably one of the best parts, though. That is going to be... We're going viral again, buddy. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I have to come out of retirement to talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually have a... I know, we already talked about this TikTok I want to film. All right. Um, <laughs> anyways... So, Ryan, from Syracuse, home of the 2014 NCAA, NCAA cross-country champion Syracuse Orange, headed up by Mr. Justin Knight and Colin Benny. Thank you for your question. Colin Benny. Um, 
On to the next question. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Hey, Green Zane. It's Rebecca again from Tucker, Georgia. I have the goal to eventually be a high school coach. So I was calling to see if you guys might give me some advice from your experience with various coaches on what to do, maybe even what not to do. So I thought I'd what your opinions are on good and bad coaching qualities and uh, keep up the good work with the podcast. Bye. That is Rebecca, our brand marketing manager. Um, <laughs> done more work for the pod than we have. Actually, I'll say this weekend or the last week I did do some stuff and messaged brands and had a conversation. Good. Remember, I had the call. We won't talk about it No, no, no. too much, but I did have a call. Nice. Anyways, we're doing things. Considered. <laughs> um, that's going to be my new podcast, my spinoff podcast. Doing things considered. <laughs> it's going to be just what I did every day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have coached a high school. I also got a call from a high school last week to be their coach. Um, same high school. Uh, obviously, right now, things are definitely a little bit different. I don't even know how many states are racing, but here in Georgia... Kids are racing. There's a lot of rules and regulations through the GHSA, which is the Georgia High School Association. Um, basically, kids are going to meets. They're standing in rows, and each you have everybody has masks on until you get to the front of the line. You take your mask off, and then you run. Blah blah blah. It takes like a million hours. It literally kids start racing at 7 a.m. and they usually end at like 7 p.m. Like it's a lot because you're running like 10 at a time, and wow. there's like JV. Varsity, Lord have mercy. JV2, Varsity, Open Race, whatever. I mean, there's a lot. Anyways. So bad for the timing people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and pretty much everybody. Pretty much everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there are... Uh, so that is new. But all that out the window, to become and be a successful and liked and respected high school coach, I think there are some things that I've learned from what I do like and what I don't like about coaches that I've had... Uh, previously, um, and I don't even have a coach right now, really, maybe Andrew Hunter, uh, maybe Drew Hunter is my coach, maybe we talked about it a little bit, but I don't know, <laughs> we'll see, um, but yeah, I think being able to try and relate to the kids a little bit, especially if you're a, a previous runner like Rebecca is, um, she ran at the collegiate level, um, being able to make the fun, I mean the sport, fun and accessible and not trying to burn kids out. I think you see a lot of really, 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 really talented kids at the high school level who don't quite pan out um, at the college level. And that's maybe because they were running too many miles, they were racing too hard, their workouts were too hard, they didn't get much time off. Um, or maybe the motivation didn't come from them, it came from the coach. Exactly. Which it wasn't intrinsic, it was extrinsic. Intrinsic or extrinsic, something like that. Yeah, no, I wrote that in my notes last week for a freaking uh, for for a job interview, dude. So I know you're right, dude. I thought it was okay. You're right. See, I'm killing it. Look, I write this. Look at this. Intrinsic. (laughs) I said extrinsic versus intrinsic. Boom. That's right. Am I getting this job or what? If if you said intrinsic or extrinsic in your interview, you should get the job. You should. Um. Anyways. Psychology. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think that when uh, the thing that I had kind of the most trouble with was just like 
being able to make this sport fun for kids who hadn't done it before because it's like such a shock to the system a lot um, where running feels like a new thing and it's a hard thing every single day. Um, so being able to like do games and make it fun, whether that's ultimate Frisbee or football or just being able to incorporate some like sprint stuff without them really knowing it, um, is kind of the, the best way to go about it. Also just like talk to the kids and see, you know, if they've run before, like what works best for them, what workouts they like to do. Um, and if they haven't run, just kind of see what their expectations are. It's high school. Um, kids are going to get better or they're just out there to do it or they're out there to get better for soccer or, or whatever their parents it is just or their parents are making them do yeah. it or whatever it is. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it should always be fun, no matter if you're a eight-minute miler or you're mm-hmm. someone like we had Cooper Tiron who's a four-flat miler. It should right. always be fun, um, obviously in like and, different ways. Right. And, and and also like you're saying, like, oh, like it should be fun, like cool. But honestly, if you think about it, like from a performance standpoint, like you're not gonna be really good at something that you don't enjoy. Cause, yeah. Because if you don't enjoy it, you're not gonna be willing to put in the extra hours that it yeah. sometimes requires. You're not gonna be able to push yourself a little more. Um, and uh, and so that's important. But but my my high school coach, I I really am so unsure about what perspective I have on this. Because my high school coach was like, as a coach, he was probably one of the best in the country. Yeah, I have I have little doubt he coached a four forty one female miler. He coached multiple girls under four fifty in the mile. He he had a cross country team that averaged uh, sub eighteen, which is ridiculous for girls. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Um, you know, multiple state championships. He got me to break one fifty in high school. Like when I say he got me, like the credit goes to him for that, honestly. Um, but. So he was a really good coach, but his, his downside that I think um, I, I wouldn't recommend is, is he was super intense, super strict, and it was kind of like when you're on the team, you're like almost like his pawn, his puzzle piece a little bit, um, that he would kind of scare you into, you know, not having the normal college experience. Like if you, you know, don't take your iron, like you're going to shrivel up and die, or like if you run on concrete and or whatever. For instance, and this is and that's a more radical thing because obviously most people do the runs on concrete. But we had trails where we were from, and and he was religious about running on trails, um, religious about sleep, religious about nutrition, and he would kind of drill everything into us. And if we didn't do it, um, he would get mad at us. And he's the only person in this world that I'm scared of. You've told me that on multiple occasions. I think we had yeah, different different college. I mean, different high school coach experiences. I had multiple high school coaches. Sure. Um, one of which is like very have fun with it, but take it seriously at the same time. Like he cares about running more than anything in the entire world. He got a pacemaker just a few months ago, just so he could be able to just go out and run. He's like an old dude. Um, but at the same time, just like kind of trying to make the sport accessible to everyone. And like, like at some point it was kind of annoying, but, um, Basically, just trying to keep a level head on everybody, no matter if, like, I won the state championship in the mile, and then, you know, there were kids who, you know, could barely run a mile. And it was, like, making sure that all those kids are taken care of on the same playing field, and not really choosing favorites outspokenly, I guess. Um, But then my other high school coach was, like, very, very, very intense. Um, He ran at Georgia Tech, was a good runner at Georgia Tech. He's, like, 
well into his 40s and has run, you know, 230 some odd for a marathon recently. Um, and is just like very gung ho about running and doesn't really want to hear anything other than how hard you're working that day, um, which I think can, can work well together. But at the same time, if your coach doesn't really know what they're talking about, like you can be your own best coach. I didn't have a coach my senior year. Um, he, that, that intense guy left the team to go do Ironman stuff. Um, and then my cross-country coach wanted to be very hands-off with me and would only come to meets. So um, he didn't coach me. So, I mean, I did a lot of my own research uh, just to, like, learn about the sport and not only, like, what you can do to get better, but, like, learn about the history of the sport and, like, watch races, which I think is, like, the most fun thing. Um, but, yeah, basically just, like, listen to the kids, try to relate to them on some level, um, make it fun, and then be able to, like, incorporate some seriousness into it at the same time. Be able to go to, like, fun meets and, like, be able to, you know, get kids into that atmosphere, which was something I didn't get to do with my high school kids, um, just because it was, like, a teensy, teensy, teensy school with, like, 30 kids. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just being able to be in that atmosphere is fun. Right. Um, and, and, and I do want to say that, um, like, coaching, obviously, is super important, but not much we can recommend on that, since there's, you know, we, we, we can only talk so much about this podcast. Yeah. But um, I, I, I do want to say that uh, – oh, shoot, lost my train of thought. I got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think one of the most important things about um, high school cross country is kind of the community and the environment of it. I mean, a, a, a lot of people ask me, like, why should I be on cross country? And I say, like, if you enjoy the people that you're with, it's going to be fun. And although, you, you know, it's hard to facilitate that too much with a coach, I think um, paying attention to that and making sure, you know – Every, every, I don't know how much you can do, but like, make sure that everyone gets along. Make sure you know you're 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 setting up practice to be a social hour in a sense, and that you know um, your yeah. kids can you know look forward to practice. Talking on runs is like fun. You know, we uh, sometimes in college we used to say, "Don't talk about what you want to talk about until you go running," because it's something to talk about. Um, yeah. So I mean. That's oh, I'm gonna start rambling, so I don't want to start rambling. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just make sure your kids are having fun, um, and that they're taking it seriously too, because it's also a fun thing. Once you get good, it's fun to play around with Being fitness, good is it's fun. fun to run fast, and or just to beat your personal goals or whatever it may be. Not every kid's trying to win the state championship. Some kids are just trying to finish, so be aware of that. Um, and for the last question for today... We had B-Bone call back in, and he always finishes the shnikes off. I'm not cussing. Don't curse. This is a family-friendly podcast. I didn't. We just went to family, familygames.com forward slash fun. That's forward right. Slash <laughs> uh, kid racing. Yeah, forward slash kid racing. <laughs> um, and B-Bone's question has uh, basically a lot to do with what you just talked about. So um, let's get into it. I'm just going to play the whole thing. What a man.
surfaces are actually better? Or we all pay them? Or Mr. Jones, please, Avery, Zane, homie, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Bradley, you took a while to get into it today. <laughs> I've listened to that recording like five times now. <laughs> Um, but of course we appreciate it. Um, so Avery City had a lot to talk about. I will say from personal experience growing up right downtown in the city, I had access to negative soft surface. I was always on the concrete. Um, I found the place where we used to, now where we run basically every day, Lowwater Park, probably with two weeks left in my senior year. Um, and I was amazed. And I'd really never run on, on soft surface before that other than going to the river a couple times, which is about 20 minutes north in the suburbs. Um, but concrete always seemed to work out fine for me. I don't mind running on it. Um, but if there's ever soft surface, even if it's just like running on dirt for three seconds during a run, I fully do that and would rather do that every single time. I made Avery drive 25 minutes yesterday just to go to low water so we could be on soft surface because I think it is important for recovery for your knees and your joints and your ankles. I'm having some weird numbings going on in my legs, so hopefully that works itself out, and I think that being on soft surface definitely helps. Right. Um, I say if you have access to it, be on soft surface every time. Also, go drive and find that soft surface because it also is fun just to like run at new places. But anyways, Avery... Right, so that uh, they, they pretty much got the gist of it, but uh, my experience was that in high school, you know, talking about my uh, my coach who was very, very intense, and part of his intensities was getting on soft surfaces every day, and we were in Tallahassee, Florida, called Trailahassee, so we had some of the best trails in the world to run on every single day, a variety, and so I never, never, going through high school, really stepped, did, did a single run on concrete. I didn't have to, you know, and it was great. And then going into Georgia Tech, one thing my coach was really scared of, and even on my visits, they were like, Avery, like, wh- like where are they going to run at? Are they just going to run around the city, or do they have trails or whatnot? And I literally had to lie to the coach saying, oh, yeah, there's trails at Georgia Tech that we run on, Piedmont Park, every day. We go to the mountain. He's like, okay, good, just making sure, because we don't want you running on concrete. You know, I go to Georgia Tech. That's not true. We're, we're pretty much going through the streets every single day yeah those um, are my high school routes yeah going to the high school routes uh zane's high school routes um and honestly going into it i was pretty nervous but talking to coach drosky he was like you know we have plenty of guys come like you there's going to be a bit of an adjustment period but it's going to be way quicker than you think um so don't wig out about it and i was wigging out about it but you know uh went to Georgia Tech, and I was, I mean, maybe for the first month since I'd never ran on concrete before, I could feel like a little bit in my bones, uh, like a little shock, but... You had to harden up. I hardened up, and that's exactly what I did. And obviously, if you had to choose, you'd pick soft surface, but don't freak out, okay? If you have to go on concrete every single day, it's more than possible. Maybe just have a little bit more emphasis on recovery, because, you know, I, I would say I had a very injury-free um, yeah. college career. And I was on hitting 70 miles a week on concrete. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing as Avery. is like if you're just on concrete every day, just make sure you're, like, stretching more. And then if you do, like, heel and toe walk so you can kind of thwart anything uh, shin-related. shin-related. Yeah. Um, same thing can happen on soft surface. A lot of it's just form-related, too. Yeah. Um, so just make sure you're still stretching out and all that stuff. I love soft service. I love running in trails. 
Probably because I don't get to do it too often. Um, I also, I actually was, when I was running a couple days ago over here, I was like, I'm going to call the belt line and make them put in a little thing next on to On the them. side? Because yeah. I know on the... Uh, um, the, 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 the belt line near Piedmont Park, like people have like kind of made a little trail on the side yeah. themselves. Yeah. That's always really nice. Um, yeah. So B-Bone, to answer your question, we're going soft service every time if we can, but because we aren't afforded that luxury a lot of the times being here in the city, we'll take concrete when we can, but we'll drive. We are willing to drive because we'd like right. to run. We enjoy running and I don't mind the drive and where we go on the soft service is always really nice. Um, before Corona, there was always people out running and just kind of being in that community and seeing people running is also really nice to me. That's why you got to get to the river early. Um, yeah, so soft surface when you can. What's the prettiest soft surface you've ever run at in your life? Ooh. Prettiest soft surface I've ever ran at in my life. Uh, this is going to be weird, but uh, I was in Iceland and I had to do a run. But it was like in the middle of a road trip, and so we found this dirt road that was going towards uh, um, a foss, and you know, a foss is, is a gigantic waterfall that makes you feel like you're in Middle Earth. So I was just kind of running on this little trail, and it was beautiful, and it was great weather. Um, so yeah, I know that's a big flex. Yeah, I was in Iceland. That is a flex. Um, I was trying to think of mine while I was asking you that. It has to be in Boulder, right? I was going to say maybe Boulder. Uh, well, no, okay, there's a couple. So I'll say Jackson, Wyoming. Um, it was called like water color or like paintbrush something. I don't know, but you're looking at the Tetons. Oh my God, I should have brought my phone. Um, Boulder is really nice. There's been, there's some really nice trails. I think it's called Neva or ne, ne I don't know. I think it's called Neva it was really cool. Um, the place where I ran after the Mount Sac relays in 2013 near Walnut, California, was really beautiful, and then also I did a long run in Maui, Hawaii, yeah. where I was looking to the left and I'd see big, beautiful mountains, and then to my right I would see just the ocean forever, um, and that was pretty incredible. If you have the opportunity to go running on vacation, that is literally the best way to see anything besides maybe having a bike, um, because you can go on For trails, sure. you can go on the sidewalks, you go down alleyways, you can do anything. Yeah, and, that, and that's one of the best parts about uh, about one thing we look forward to in traveling, like yeah. as a team, is is whenever you go out of state, go to let's say Penn Relays or something. Yeah. My favorite parts was the days beforehand when yeah. you're running around Philly. Yeah, it's really nice, and they have a really nice uh, path right by the water. They do. Um, yeah, so. I was going to plug the number again, so it's 646-780-9218. That is 646-780-9218. Call, text. Those are all the things you can do, so do that. Leave voicemails. Um, and if you didn't, again, if you didn't hear your question this week, it'll come back up. I promise we'll get to it. Um, I said, what we have on, what we have going on next? For me, I'm trying to get a job still. Uh, um, so... I have, I've been in talks with a couple brands, so that's been cool, all running related. I've promised myself that I'm going to try and do that, so I'm sticking to that quest, um, and it's going relatively well. Um, hopefully, this job that I'm going to get may prompt a move, but we'll see. Um, hopefully, if I get it, I can talk them into me staying here. I wrote merch. I don't know really why I wrote that, but we should make some freaking shirts. So maybe we'll make that. If you're at the end of the podcast and want some of that, hit us up and see what you want, and we can talk about it. 
and I wrote, end on positive note about racing for kids. I think that being in this time is like definitely hard because now, I mean, it's going to ruin your track season potentially, you know, for this track season and your cross country season. And it's kind of been tough a lot on, especially like rising seniors who have gone to college. It's hard to get recruited, all those things. But you can still get out there and race. You can still time trial. You can still run. You can still email college coaches. They still have scholarships available. I don't think they're cutting any scholarship. Every track school for men has 12 and a half scholarships, and I think every women's team has 16. So make sure you're still hitting those kids, I mean, coaches up. Don't hit any kids up um, unless they're your friends you want to go run with them. Um, and just make sure that you're still doing it every day because consistency is key. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to add? Um, I think I think that was a good note to end on. But I mean, I thought I can kill the, um, kill the 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 velocity, the the momentum. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Up next. Um, hope the the hope we can get back to the schedule of food podcast. Uh, I'm. I'm definitely p- pumping the brake on content creation just because my brain is absolutely fried from all of Corona, but hopefully I can still hang on to doing podcasts and for you guys and that'll be pretty fun because I do enjoy doing this a lot and I really enjoy listening, you guys listening, all our listeners, and as you can tell, my brain's kind of failing right now, so yeah, before I'm going to make a poop, pizza. Zay's going to make a pizza. I also, I gave Avery one peanut butter cup before this. To get that got me through 40 set. minutes and, and after that. Yeah. So he, he needs to thank me. That's right. Um, all right. Well, next week, see you guys again. Hopefully this will come out on Thursday, maybe Friday. We don't really have a lot of say show over the uh, release date. So don't hold us accountable too much. But last week was our fault. Anyways, we're going to be back next week for episode 28. See you later.